Hello and welcome to the Forbes India cover story podcast series in association with the indicast.com I'm Abhishek and joining me over the phone from Bangalore is Shishir Prasad the deputy editor of Forbes India Hi Shishir Hi good morning Abhishek Good morning and you seem to be traveling quite a bit considering that your home location is Mumbai well, not a bit just this bit just this bit, bit. <laughs> uh, we just here for some assignment yeah it's early in the morning we are recording this at 8:30 so the cover talks about this new device which is penetrating through the world with, with a lot of gusto and it's called the tablet pc or i rephrase it's the tablet how how is this story relevant to india where you know pc penetration is among the lowest in the world and uh, the broadband connectivity only threatens to improve from time to time yeah well you're not the only one to ask me that question mm-hmm. there are at least five other guys who worked with me on the story but <laughs> unfortunately for logistical reasons they are not on the call right. but they were the toughest ones to convince because most of you know us had the same doubts that you know why is something like a tablet or an ipad supposedly elitist device why is it relevant to india i think the point about pc penetration being low is valid except that the point about the broadband part mm-hmm. simply because a lot of large companies include including you know reliance and there are many others all most of the telecom guys have you know invested significantly in the broadband wireless technologies okay. and they won the airwaves auction as well so i think because there's significant money is committed there i think that rollout will happen and once that rollout happens that mm-hmm. enables a lot of things it is our contention that uh, you don't have a legacy which india in some ways doesn't have with the pc right. then it is possible for you to leapfrog now we are a bit cautious about this story for us mm-hmm. it's a story about something which might happen in the future though it may not happen with the same sort of speed in india but for a certain segment this could become the device of choice and that we say because you know we tend to interact with a lot of not just ceo types but even you know young executives who are probably moving a little faster up the ladder and they seem to like the format of this device it's not as heavy as a laptop it, it's got a significant battery life that means you know typical laptop tends to sort of die out in you know, two hours three hours whatever right. and uh, this probably continues much longer doesn't have any keyboards on it which makes it less useful if you want to do a lot of typing mm-hmm. or if you just want to interact with the information on consume the information and do minimal changes to it this device is as good as any so we've seen this a lot of people you know sort of take to it our feeling is the numbers don't reflect this in india right now and it will not because the base mm-hmm. is so small so you know even if we sell 20000 units in one year that's like a drop in the ocean you know which, right. which is india so but it's something that needs to be tracked because if you look at globally as well ipad was launched i think in 2008 at that point of time people thought uh, well you know bill gates also spoken about a tablet pc format about 5 to 6 years before that nothing much will happen right. and in just about 2 years they sold 14 million units and the category wasn't populated by other players so apple right. was the only one who was doing it and now you know this year projections are that tablets as a whole that means ipad is a subset of the tablet right? there are the samsung and all that galaxy tablets that all put together they might do 60 million units you know it's a very very rapid proliferation of something mm-hmm. which is supposed to be a side show so that's why we feel it is important even for india so then is the side show now becoming the main gig considering the fact that the reason why the tablets as well as the smartphones for that matter work so much abroad and a little bit in india also is that it comes with those apps or the applications or those 
small software software yeah, which help yeah. you to do stuff like you you can choose the closest coffee shop that you want on a couple of clicks or we want to find a hard word from a dictionary you don't have to open up a dictionary or connect to the internet you can do it directly on a smartphone or the tablet so is it more about the the application boom and less about the tablet you can't separate from from the other the apps part becomes a reality only because the tablet is a reality but having said that of course the apps are important and we talk about this a little bit in our opening part of the story mm-hmm. is that for a lot of people this is a very convenient mix of a personal entertainment device so suppose let's say you're you know legally buying you know dvds or whatever you know buying films let's say you tend, tend to travel a lot to the us and you let's say from there you know you can use a cash card and sort of make a purchase of a, let's say television serial or even of a film you can download it onto this thing mm-hmm. and you can view it at your leisure you let's say you're on a flight and you, you you don't want to look at what is in the in flight entertainment system but right. you want to look at the, or view the movie that you had bought Mm-hmm. you can just simply switch it on and 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 device device won't sort of run out of battery you can view it it's i think it's mixing two or three things in a easy to use format uh, which i think is would do the trick for it yes i guess because there was a time when apple themselves when they launched the ipad when everyone asked them the question who would be your audience and they didn't want to say it out loud and typecast themselves and finally when the ipad was launched the certain reviews came out that Uh, my grandmother can use it because it's very simple it's so intuitive that you know it, you can flip pages as as you flip photos and there are certain apps and then there is a journalist who is stuck somewhere in Uganda and he doesn't have to carry his 2.5 kg laptop he can carry an iPad or a tablet like device on which he can like you say he can't do a million things but just about enough to to type to write to connect to the internet and to tell people where he is etc so from the utility perspective uh, the tablet just has a, a new audience and you know, who are not very savvy with computers i don't think i would want to make that assertion that it is mm-hmm. for somebody who is not very savvy with computers yes that there will be a lot part of it but right now obviously adoption will be amongst people who already used it it's it, you're right it's very easy to use and i think even for the things like typing and all i mean mm-hmm. i think from the first time around when the phones came the normal mobile phones even when the blackberry was first launched i mean you know it would to be a wonder <laughs> how you could type long smss you know right. and people would you know punch in they would get a few letters wrong everybody would be really brief and short on it and mm-hmm. it took about a year two years and everybody became like a champion typist on the you know the small keypads yeah. and people would be firing away and you know sending you those long smss which which would probably you know 200 words or two not 200 words 200 characters or something like that I think similar could happen I mean because this is a touch screen keypad it's difficult for maybe initially for people to adapt to it but once right. it is a learning curve once people go through it you never know mm-hmm. so, I mean it is the natural evolution it's tighter due to the wires has a better battery life it is a game for the tablet to lose from here on as to use a, a cricketing phrase talking about evolution your article also does take us back to what they call the dyna book that was way back in the 60s if i'm not wrong sir uh, right there are two dyna books the two dynamics the original conception of the tablet is credited to gentleman and john k who came up with this device and you can look it up on the internet so in somewhere he conceptualized it in 68 and i think he sort of came up with the details sort of plans for that in 72 it doesn't look like a tablet of today it has a screen mm-hmm. it looks like flat thing obviously like a tablet but it has a tactile keyboard the kind of keyboard that we used to so imagine if that keyboard was to be fused to your monitor 
and you mm-hmm. take that entire thing in one form then right. that would be his concept of a the dynamo book and oh. that people say is the forerunner of the tablet of today right. the other dynamo book that we speak about is in fact less of a tablet but very early laptop computer which you know Cosite invested in that was much more of a laptop but since it was very early on i think it was probably the 80s or something it is considered closer to the concept that john k came up with so mm-hmm. these were the two early attempts many things pieces were missing at that time and which is that i think from i think the biggest thing would have been the battery that right. we just couldn't have been enough battery life to make this thing go because battery mm-hmm. technology wasn't in place and uh, obviously connectivity was an issue the software which is operating system and you know stuff like that would be much more bulky and so right. therefore would have required much more memory and memory was expensive at that time so you know the the concept usually scientists and sometimes imagine things <laughs> and that's why it's visionary is before some of the basic you know nuts and bolts things fall in place some of the things were not there at that time which are now available memory is cheap relatively obviously i mean mm-hmm. you got huge amounts of you know flash drive that you can add and you know processors are much much faster and broadband is now available even in a country like india i mean you just i'm sure a year later you know most of us would have at least in the urban areas would be subscribing to some form of broadband connectivity right when we talk about it being launched in india or having a future in india your article also addresses the price point because tablets are expensive Uh, even a small smartphone what they are saying is there is a market for smartphones and there would be a market for this i don't think at this point of time you can't uh, for instance you know i mean even if you on an ipad you can't make a call you can't make a telephone call but suppose right. on a samsung galaxy tab i think you can you know it's unwieldy sort of a form factor right you can't pick up something which is bigger than a brick and exactly. hold it next to your phone i think you know people probably have a phone and they'll have this so that will happen But in India, what we say is, and we have put this in the article, is that there are Hindustan Lever, which is trying to uh, Unilever actually, uh-huh. uh, stand corrected. They are trying something interesting with the, the Salesforce management. We have a very interesting case of a gentleman called Darshan Munidasa, who is uh, in Sri Lanka. He runs a Japanese restaurant, and he is you know the first one in the world actually to use a tablet uh-huh. in his restaurant. So his point was, and I really like this point. Uh-huh. He said that the way in which he uses this. is that he shows the dishes that are not commonly known outside so if it's a customized dish that you're making right let's say a makimono sushi people have seen because they have eaten at let's say 10 different that restaurant right but if you're making something which is very specific you can always show it the resolution and the screen is so good right. that you can show and say this is how it looks like would you like to order it mm-hmm. so the guest says yeah that looks appetizing enough and maybe i will go <laughs> for it that's the one the second is he's put up his entire wine list so you know it's probably if you try and say that okay I'm going to have a a Merlot from California mm-hmm. and you don't remember the vintage years you probably just remember the label because you know labels stick in your memory yeah you can just see it visually on the iPad and say hey I like that you know that's the bottle I had at my friend's place and maybe you can order that so right now the way we have attempted to do this we've given you a, a snapshot of the various things that are possible now whether it will happen with great intensity within the next year or so my bet is no probably won't happen in a year but uh-huh. you will find people you know experiment and sort of integrate it into the business operation as much as in their personal lives going forward right in fact my favorite example is from the story is that of swami sachidananda that that example comes from the city where i am in right now bangalore uh-huh. 
So there is this interesting company here called Sourcebits, which my colleague Neetu Jaishankar, that's the story she's written. So what happens is, you know, typically in an ashram, you know, you want everybody to have, you know, the Swamiji uses music to sort of heal, okay? Right. Now you want everybody to be on the same musical page as it were, if you're administering, because, you know, you want everybody to be in the same sort of state of mind, right? I mean, it's like a gym class. Right. If, if if I want to say everybody right legs up, so you, you know, everybody should do it. Now, mm-hmm. how do you do that if people are dispersed inside the ashram? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no way for the, them to synchronize their signals, right? Sure. You could play the same music and somebody would be at 15 seconds of it. Somebody could be on the 27 seconds of it, right? right. So right. To achieve this synchronization in real time, he's trying to develop an app which will stream the music as he plays it live. So when he's playing it, let's say, I don't know what instrument he's using, probably let's say sitar or whatever. Now, the moment he plays it, the music gets streamed through broadband connectivity, through mm-hmm. that app into everybody's iPad or iPhone, whatever they're using at that point of time. And that synchronizes experience. So, yeah, you're right. That's rather, you know, what is used for it. I think uh, in India, the spiritual part of uh, India has adopted to technology because I think when the mobile phones were launched, uh, you could see pujaris having mobile phones and, you know, fixing appointments with their prospects over mobile phones when the 1100 Nokia was launched. So they, they adopted to technology far faster and people found it very amusing that somebody who's uh, who moves around in a dhoti and no shirt can do this. But I guess they are the early yeah. adopters, if I may use the word. They're supposed to see things before normal human <laughs> being scanned. <laughs> you bet. And uh, coming back to the corporate side of it, your article also has a couple of interesting examples where Kishore Biani foresees that he may use or equip his retail force with iPads where, you know, customers can have a tour of the products in stock, 800 different kind of digicams or mobile phones. Do you foresee, Shishir, maybe in the next year or so, uh, iPads and such tablets making an entry through the back door that is from the companies first and then perhaps the consumers will start adapting to it? Does it have a more commercial application in India? Yeah, that's possible. So with a thing like this, it's hard to predict. I mean, obviously, for you, I, or somebody else to buy iPad, it, it still requires significant amount of money, right? Right. And if, let's say, a company was to decide that, okay, you know, all the 2,000 senior executives of mine will have this for a particular use. So, yes, the volumes might come come through that. It's quite possible. And, and what will all of this mean to the network providers like uh, Vodafone, Airtel, etc.? See, they are selling the connectivity, right? You know, they are selling you the pipe through which the bits can be streamed. You will stream those bits in large numbers only if you have something interesting to sort of view or to do. For instance, I mean, you know, video consumes a lot of bits. So does you know, music to a reasonable amount. So if you want to increase data usage, I'm sure this is one of the ways in doing it. So it would be good for them from that point of view, that even from an enterprise point of view, mm-hmm. that you've done a field survey on the iPad because you know, it's easy to do the yes and no questionnaire right. in the touch method. You're uploading those forms, sending data in real time. That is use of their network. So in that sense, it fulfills that need. If you've invested significant amounts in buying broadband connectivity, you want people to you know, use that. If they don't use it, you won't make money, right? Exactly. And uh, perhaps uh, after the 3G, that will be, I think in a year's time, when it will be around the country, we'll exactly get to know what the utility of as in how much more the smartphones and tablets will work in India. Thanks a lot, Shishir, for your time. Thanks, Abhishek. Pleasure always. Thanks. And and for for all you people listening out there, you can get this podcast on Forbes India's website, that is business.in.com, as well as theindicast.com. And you can subscribe to the Forbes magazine by messaging Forbes to 51818. 
that's 51818 thank you sir again and you have a nice day in bangalore bangalore bye bye